G'day, g'day, you beautiful bastards. Welcome to episode two of season two, the mental health season of my podcast. And this deals with a lot of trauma issues because with um, disassociative identity disorder, if you dig into the reasons for, you know, a split personality, it's usually trauma related. So... Yeah, this is um this entire season is going to be based around trauma, which I touched on in the first season because of course, you know, excessive alcohol and drug consumption is usually related to trauma as well. So I do apologize for retouching on subjects, but they are important to the story I'm trying to tell. So in the last one, my friend almost died by being hit by a car and that caused me to mentally get fucked, I I guess. That's really not a healthy way to put it or a nice way to put it, but you know what? It's appropriate. So, sorry, I've got a drink here. I just need to... Um, Yes, so, anyway. So that's what had my first two alters manifest. Um, one of them being Lucifer. Yes, I know the name. It's hilarious. You know, the devil, blah, blah, blah. I'm sorry, but that's not... Anyway. Oh, shut up. Bloody garbos out the front. Garbage collectors. Sorry for anybody who's not Australian. So, um... Yeah, Lucifer. He's... In all honesty, he is basically a defence mechanism. He's my defender. He rarely takes control unless he feels we're under threat. At which point he comes up to the fight. And Annie. And he is the little of my system. And to be honest, I try and protect him as much as I can because... There are some really creepy people out there and he doesn't need that. So he stays safely ensconced in the recesses of my brain. Very occasionally coming out. And the the other issue I have with him coming out is he talks, you know, in the widow way where there's no L's and it's all W's and stuff like, and things like that. So I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't vibe with that. I, I don't vibe with that, so... But, you know what? No hate. That's that's how he is, and... Power to him. Now, let's fast forward a bit to the next traumatic episode that saw one of the worst alters I have ever experienced be born. So I was in a band in... In high school. We weren't particularly popular, but we weren't particularly unpopular either. Um, We had a few gigs here and there. Mostly school things. A couple non-so school things. But it was a group of friends. We were all reasonably close friends in the band. As most bandmates are. You rarely get a band that's made up of people who don't like each other. It happens. Don't get me wrong. It happens working in close quarters with people. They start to shit you something fierce. 
getting a little off topic there. But yes, anyway, um, we were asked by one of my friend's parents to play for their birthday. They were having a party. I think it was their 50th. So, you know, a lot of drunk adults and us being teenagers, some drunk teenagers too, because what teenager doesn't try and find a way to get the booze and the drugs? Yeah. (laughs) So, we packed up our gear and we went there. And it was a blast. Like, it was so fun. And everybody loved it. We got so many compliments afterwards and people just like, you need to come and play for me. You need to come here and play here. You need to organize yourselves to, you know, get out there and get this career going. They were like, yeah, you can make this into a career. And ever since, you know, we were in the band, I've always loved singing. And if you're familiar with my TikTok, you'll know that a good 85% of it is me singing and the other 15% of it is either me making an ass out of myself or ranting about some bullshit. But singing. Singing is one of my passions. And that was good. We, we, did, we did our thing. We performed. Everybody loved it. And everybody was reasonably tanked shortly thereafter. Like, the drinking hadn't really started all that much before we started playing, but as we were doing our set, people were getting progressively drunker. And drunker. And I think that's where the issue came in that I'm about to discuss. So when we were done... We were packing up our stuff. And the rest of the band, the other three members that were there, grabbed um, the stuff to put it back in the truck. And so they went around, but I was just packing up the rest of the equipment, ready to take it out. And one of the parents of one of my friends came over with a group of his friends, and he was just like, damn... Man, you can you can really belt out the tune. You can really sing. That was amazing. And I was just... I was thrilled. I was like, that's a really great comment. Thank you so much. Like, I, I love what I do. And like, yeah, it, it really shows. And you know what? It's, it seemed like a normal conversation. And I, it, I didn't think anything of what was happening. Until it was a little too late. Now, it was just me in the room. Everybody else had gone outside to the fire pit to, you know, get drunk as adults who still think they're teenagers do. So it was just me and this group of older gentlemen. I say gentlemen in a rather sarcastic way because they definitely were not gentlemen. Or gentle for that matter. Ooh, I do not like these memories and they, I'll tell you in a minute. Anyway, there was compliments, pats on the back and it was just like, oh, this is really nice. These guys actually really appreciated what we've done here. And I was, I was happy. I was just like, yeah, that's great. And then my friend's parent started groping me, my chest. Now, I should mention, I've always been a big boy. I've always been big, so you know what? I I had my own set of man assets up top. (laughs) That is the best way to put it. I'm using that from now on. (laughs) Off topic. Um, And they were groping me and touching me really inappropriately. And 
I just froze. And then they were making some disgusting comments. And one of them goes, hey, he's got better boobs than your wife. And I was just like, what is, what is, what is happening here? What, why is this happening? What, what did I do wrong? And I just mentally shut down. Unfortunately, unlike the first traumatic experience, I didn't black out. I remember it all really, really, really clearly. But as it was happening, I started to feel this... Uh, how do I explain it? This deep, seething rage in the pit of my stomach. And I was just like, I've never felt that much anger before, but I'm, I guess it's appropriate because I'm pretty much just being sexually assaulted right now. Sorry, the memories, it was really disgusting. I'm, I'm still to this day, and this was what? 16 years ago. Still to this day, I, it, it's disgusting, and it disgusts me. There are just some things I doubt I'll ever get over, and this is definitely one of them. But there was this feeling in my, deep in my gut, that I actually wanted to kill these people. I actually wanted to kill these people. And that's when I heard it. Now, people, it's interesting. Some people with DID, they can freely communicate with their system. Some people, not so much. It's an involuntary, it's an involuntary thing that just happens when they're triggered. We can communicate, and that's what was happening in my head. I was being told that I needed to pick up the mic stand and beat the shit out of these men. And the compulsion was strong. And the only reason I didn't do that is because one of the guys was my best friend's parent. I'm not going to say what parent because that'll give away too much information. So, I buried it. I got away from them as politely as I could because they were drunk. They didn't know any better. It was not an excuse. I just wanted to get the fuck away. So I excused myself, I grabbed as much equipment as I could and I went out to the truck. And I was in a state and my friends were out there and I was just like, what the hell happened to you? Are you all right? And I was just like, I'm not okay. I'm not, I'm not okay. I want to kill them. I want to kill them. I didn't go into details with my friends because I was disturbed and I was ashamed that that had happened to me. Like, I didn't know how to handle it. So, my friends were like, okay, um, take a chill pill, we'll go for a walk, it's nice and cool out here, clear your head, um, and if you want to talk about it, you can tell us. And I was like, alright, we can do that. And we did that, but the whole time we were on that walk, that voice in my head was like, go back there, kill some motherfuckers, because no one does that to us. No one.
does that to us. And I was so tempted to just be like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's let's do this shit. I'm 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 Let's just let's just get the job done. But there was always that voice in the back of my head that was like, this is your friend's parent. Like, for starters, you'll go to jail. And secondly, that's your friend's parent. Like, well, you can't do that to them. I mean, they don't know what happened. The parent's probably not going to remember they're that fucking drunk. So I just kept burying it down. And in the process, I... Mm. They made me feel... Like I had no power. They took any semblance of power and control I had away. Which is always the case when it comes to sexual assault and things like that. It's a... You're vulnerable and someone takes control of you and takes away your rights and your power. And honestly, they made, and I hate to say this because it sounds really bad, but they made me feel like a girl with their disgusting comments and what they were doing. They made me feel like a girl. And like, honestly, I really hate making that comparison, but that's what it felt like. which gave me a unique look into how women must feel. Being around creepy men like that. Imagine marrying one of those creepy men. Anyway. Anyway. That, after I'd buried down the homicidal voices in my head, I discovered a fourth altar. So we've got Lucy... We've got Annie, we've got Eddie, which is the name of the homicidal one, or psycho as I just refer to him 95% of the time. I discovered Gwen. Now, it's not uncommon for someone with DID to have multiple genders in their system. That's not uncommon, like, it happens. It's a weird sensation to have a female in my head. But she's so sweet and she's so nice and she's very loving and this scared the shit out of her and traumatised the fuck out of her. Which I I completely understand because it traumatised the fuck out of me too. (sighs) So that was my fourth altar. She, she's a sweetheart. She really is. Aside from Annie, she is the second baby of the group. They are both reasonably young. She's an older teenager. He's a younger teenager, but she's not a little. He's a little. She's not. But she is sensitive and... Yeah. 
Now, the issue with Psycho... Sorry, we've discussed Gwen now, so let's move back to Psycho. The issue with Psycho is that he is incredibly volatile and in situations where I'm forced to be like him, be volatile and be angry, he fronts and it's not good. And it's never been good when he fronts because things get out of hand really quick and he's capable of doing a lot of damage which is unfortunate. Anyway, let's move on from that traumatic experience and discuss Psycho in a little bit more detail. So after that event happened, um, life went back to some semblance of normal, I guess. I was clearly quite traumatised by the whole thing. And... My mental health deteriorated quite significantly, as one would expect in a situation like that. But I tried to forget it and I tried to move on with my life. I didn't press charges against anyone because I was just freaked out that it happened and ashamed that it happened and I felt disgusting. So I never brought it up with anyone. Shit, mum didn't even fucking know until she listened to my podcast for the first time. And it traumatised her enough that she was like, I can't listen to this anymore. So, I tried to get back to my life. But my drinking, of course, got worse, as I discussed in season one. And my drug use got worse. And unfortunately, those things go hand in hand with Psycho being, well, a Psycho. And it doesn't take much to provoke him if I'm in a heightened mental and emotional state. I had this friend. Um, I met her about a year after that event happened. Um, it was just it was just a chance encounter at I, if I remember correctly, the library of all places. But she had an abusive boyfriend. And he... He wasn't a, he wasn't a good person, of course. He's an abusive boyfriend. He wasn't a good person. And one day... He went too far. And he actually hit her. And... She came to me in tears with a black fucking eye and I was just like okay what what happened just breeze tell me tell me what happened she told me that um she said some offhand comment and he just went spastic it was really it was nothing she just said some offhand comment and he just went mental and he hit her and I was just like you know what I'm going to handle it. Don't don't worry about it. I will deal with it. And of course, I was I was pissed off. I was just like, why would no, you don't what? What kind of a scumbag does that? I was so sick of scumbags. I was so done with scumbags. So I went to his house. 
He was the only one at home. And I confronted him. He denied it. Of course he denied it. What kind of abuser goes, yeah, no, nah, no, nah, man, I did that. I, did, I definitely did that. No, nah, he denied it. He denied everything. But I knew better. I was just like, dude, you, you can't lie to me. Like, I know what happened. You think I'm going to believe you over her? I'm sorry, dude. You, you fucked up. Just admit it was wrong. Get help. And if you ever touch her again, I will actually kill you. That's when he got in my face and he was just like, what are you going to fucking do? It's my girlfriend. Like, back off, dude. And I was just like, yeah, well, she's my fucking friend. And if you ever touch her again, I'm going to beat you within an inch of your fucking life. I don't care if I get charged with assault. I will fucking do it, you scumbag piece of shit. And he didn't back down. And that's when the switch flipped. And the worst part about Psycho is I don't have control over when he takes control. It's a trauma, it's a trauma response and it's out of my hands. And when he takes control in that situation, well, I'll just, I'll just tell you what happens. So he was getting in my face and the switch just flipped. And I beat him within an inch of his life. Sorry, I... Even then, just remembering that, I dissociated a smidge. (sighs) He was begging for me to stop, and I just didn't stop. I couldn't. When I was done with him, there was blood everywhere. His face, you couldn't even recognise who it was. I broke three of his fingers, two of his ribs. I don't know about the state of his nose. I probably broke that too. There was blood everywhere. And when it was over and... I was given control back, thankfully, by Fuckner, by Psycho, sorry. I called the police and I called an ambulance. And the best thing about living in a small town, because that's I was living in a small country town at the time. The best part about that is I knew all the cops. I went for drinks with a lot of the cops. And the best part about that is also, this fucknut, this person that I beat the shit out of, was known for being an abusive cunt. So when the cops got there, and they saw him there, bloodied and broken on the ground, and they saw me with blood all over my fists, they already knew what happened. But we had to go through the motions. So I was like, you know what? Take me back to the station. I'm like, okay. They asked me some questions while we were there. I answered them. I answered them. I answered them honestly. I beat the fuck out of this wanker. 
and Nick, which was the um, head honcho at the station, who'd shown up because I was the one that made the call. And whenever I make a call, he's always the one that shows up. <laughs> he's a dickhead. I think he got fired. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Um, he knew what this guy was like. They all did. Anyway, ask me questions. I answer them as truthfully as I could. I was open. I was honest about everything that happened, about why it happened. Then we went back to the station and we did the same thing again. Made a statement. And Nick comes into the room and he's just like, so, how are we going to handle this? I said, like, you know what? Press charges, do what you got to do. He's like, we're not going to be doing that. Like, not a chance. This dickhead's been in with us before for the same shit. It was only a matter of time before someone beat the fuck out of him. And probably killed him. But luckily it was you and you didn't kill him. So maybe this will actually teach him a lesson. And I was like, like, you can't know. That was, what I did was horrible. I could have killed him. I easily could have killed him. I wanted to kill him. And Nick was like, well, you didn't. You didn't kill him. And he needed someone to beat the shit out of him. Now, if he wants to press charges, we can't, we can't stop that, but we're not going to do any charges or anything. And I was like, okay. If that's what you think is best, I'm not going to argue. So as I was saying, when Psycho takes control, he really earns his name. And it's interesting, it sounds like such a cop-out that I didn't do it, and Alter did it, but it's true. That's exactly how it happens. <laughs> so I try and minimise the impacts he has on my life. Which means I try and moderate the amount of bullshit I go through and the amount of heightened emotional states that I go through. Which isn't always easy, but when I say heightened emotional states, I mean anger and hatred and things like that. Those are the ones that trigger him. Things like depression and anxiety and being upset, I've not noticed them ever triggering him. Which is good because I'm depressed and insane. So... It's probably for the better that those things don't actually, you know, trigger him because I would probably be watching the world burn from a jail cell. So that's four. That is four out of five altars.
which which is interesting. Sorry, I disassociated again. Jesus, I'll stop doing that. Um, <laughs> the person with DID, I've got to stop dissociating. <laughs> That's not how it works. You don't just, you know, stop it. So, yeah, that's four out of five. We'll get into the last one. Which is the biggest mystery of all five as to where they came from in the next episode? Because this has been half an hour. And I think half an hour is plenty long enough for everybody. You're probably all sick of hearing my voice now. No, whoever gets sick of hearing my voice, my voice is fucking amazing. Okay. Don't get too conceited, Maddie. Anyway, <laughs> let's just leave it there, guys. Love your faces, and I will see you on the next one. Well, you'll hear me on the next one. I'm not exactly seeing anyone because it's the podcast. Keep it real, guys. Stay safe. Stay hydrated. Eat your food. Stay healthy. I'm, I'm not going to be all get your COVID vaccination because, honestly, to each their own. Would it be best if everybody everybody got vaccinated? Yeah, hell yeah, of course it would. But I'm not going to force you to. It's everybody's choice. Stay safe, my friends. I will see you on the next one.